Welcome into Hoops Forum, a production of Radius Athletics and a Quick Timeout Podcast. I'm back again this week with my co-host, Randy Sherman. Big thanks to our sponsors over at 323 Sports. Summer is on its way, which means it's time to start thinking about those summer camps. Your campers will love the 323 Sports Performance Camp t-shirts, which start at an incredibly low price of $7.99. To find out more, visit 323sports.com, or you can contact a sales rep at sales at 323sports.com. They'll be sure to do it right for your summer camp program. Now that the high school and basketball, or now that the high school and college basketball seasons are over, mm-hmm. there's a little bit more time to go back and dive a little bit deeper into film and systems of play. And one of those teams for you, Randy, has yeah. been the Furman Paladins. Yeah, the, the the team that's been on my sort of radar screen for a few years now that I've watched and just sort of like, yeah, someday I'm going to do a project on their offense and. And then I think this year with them having a really strong team returning, I really clued in and kind of just kept clips of some of their better possessions throughout the year. Watched all 900 and something made baskets that they had this past season. And I had a video ready to go and release the morning they played Virginia. And man, did that, was that well-timed. So <laughs> um, yeah. So pat myself on the back there by calling my shot there. So um I would describe them as a team that sort of, and you probably know way more about them than I do because you're there locally and have connections to their program. And uh, but I just watch on TV and 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 through video. But um, I would say the their take or their spin on the Princeton offense is sort of like a modernization of it in a way. Not that Princeton needs a whole lot of modernization, really, but. I would say that that their their take on it is very interesting to me, and and it's obviously aesthetically pleasing, made more so by the skill level of their players and the kind of the versatility of a lot of their players. Kind of um, even their taller kids can shoot and and handle the ball a little bit. So that those kind of teams always interest me. And when I look at stats and analytics rankings, and I start to see teams like Furman pop up, I dig a little deeper. So, yeah. More coaches are doing this, so it's not unique to Coach Richie, but he's done an incredible job of making it his own. And like mm-hmm. you said, you know, it's not necessarily an offense that needs to be recreated or anything, but to his players. And I know he's brought in some other coaches to to kind of pick their brain and take in aspects of like what they've done and develop that into within the Princeton offense. And yeah, so some of the concepts that you see here may look familiar from other things, and there's a reason for that. But I, I think he's done a masterful job of kind of catering it to their players and the kinds of kids that they have recruited. It's helped those kids succeed, but I think the other way too, like those kids have helped the the system succeed as well or have done Absolutely. well within the system. So I'm sure yeah. even this year, even more so than last year, people are just more familiar with it. They had a chance to be on several times. So probably people have, have at least uh, seen this a little bit. Yeah, and if they haven't, man, I've got a playlist of seven videos now that you can get a, a Cliff's Notes version of what, what they're all about. So. Yeah, we'll direct them to that there yeah. at the end here. But we wanted to show a little bit of, of those today. And so kind of a breakdown. I, I tried to just pick out a few that were related. You have some some five-out stuff as well. But I kind of yeah. focused here in particular on the Princeton offense. For those that are that are listening and not watching, I'd encourage you to go back and, and watch these. Either watch these on Randy's YouTube page or mm-hmm. you can watch kind of parts of them here, the breakdown. Randy will talk you through some of them. So this first one here, I wanted to keep it kind of general and just talk about 
basic Princeton offensive concepts, but to the point that you made about some things maybe that are unique or not necessarily unique, but just that they do and they do well. Yeah. Um, kind of start just at the beginning. Yeah, while it gets going, I would say that they're five out and Princeton sort of bleed together. They mm-hmm. sort of use that as a kind of a gateway into Princeton, if you will. And I think that's what's great. One of the videos you showed was them coming down and that arriving that you talk a lot about, like mm-hmm. arriving in the five out, but then how they just naturally transition into the Princeton stuff. And I think that that's, that's one of those things I was alluding to Yeah, that they've kind of taken, he's taken yeah. multiple things and put them together again, not like he created the wheel or anything, but just like reinventing things um, to fit what he likes to do. And they really do play with really great pace. It's a overall system philosophy that they've developed. Yeah. Leave it paused right here where you've got it. Some of the Princeton purists might be a little, I don't know if offended is the right word, but like, you know, people that is like, this is how you run it. But like, if you know the rules, you can then bend the rules. Right. So what you see here, some might not even say this is technically chin. I did, and it's just my interpretation. I have no insight. But a lot of people would say, for Chin, you've got to have a guard-to-guard pass. So the guy in the the left slot with his back to us, he's got the ball. You can't can't see it on the screen. But a lot of people would say you need a guard-to-guard pass for it to be truly Chin. But with the post high on on that right elbow away from us, and the defense lifted up off the baseline, we can get into chin or chin-like actions without the guard-to-guard pass. We can just You can already see the guy holding up a fist to signal a back screen for the guy in the, in the right slot, so uh, in, the, in the right guard position. So, again, what you said is like maybe some things traditional, but like, hey, we could also do it this way, or it doesn't, you don't have, we don't have to be so married to the constraints of the rules. So you're going to see, if you let it play, you're going to see the back screen. Now it doesn't just wham the guy. He, he he's, wants to scream, but it's not, but they get right into, uh, yeah, there's the post opposite the ball. Normally they're on the ball side and we get a guard to guard pass and then back screen for the passer. But here they just back screen for the other guy. Then they go back against the grain and pause it right here. This is probably my favorite thing in, in all of what is Princeton is this concept. They give it to the wing. They don't throw the guy coming off the shuffle cut off the back screen. They're going to go right back to the passer, to the guy who passed it to the wing. What you sometimes see, again, this is a little bit different. Sometimes in traditional Princeton, you'll see the guy um, who's about to receive the pass sort of walk in toward the elbow, the screener sort of arc around and get on top of him and sit, sit what's called a drift screen. But they run it more just like a flare, a top flare. He's waiting to flare for him. If we throw it back and you receive the ball before, you know, he screens for me, then it's just kind of like a ball screen. But you can go on and use the flare, curl the flare, and you'll see them do all of that as we come up. But the main thing is we want to rip it through and attack that space after the catch you got plenty of gap space on the other side of that. So there's the back screen, the pass, the return pass, ball screen, rip it through, attack that space. And it looks like five out at that point, right? Here's the same action. This time he's going to rip it through and drive and collapse the defense and kick. There you can see the guard-to-guard pass. Guard-to-guard, now we we can go off the screen. And there's the, the top flare, the top flare and the spotlight there. And it, then it sort of behaves like a, a ball screen then. And there's guard-to-guard pass, back screen, top flare. This guy goes under. Don't do that. 
<laughs> don't do that. Yeah. So now what we teach players is to, to the screener and the and number three here about to receive this return pass is to read the defense. If the defense goes under that, we're going to 20 would change the angle and sort of pin him down in, in there so we can shoot behind the screen. If he's taken out by the screen, we can use the flare and just cut to the wing and throw it over the top. If he trails me tightly, I can curl the flare all the way to the rim. Here the guy goes under and pays the price. But this is sort of a traditional Princeton action that's done with a little bit, I won't say better, but just like more open spacing and and, and it hits a little quicker. Here, here the same action gets two on the ball, so they throw it back. Two on the ball, throw it back. I think that one's a great example, and really all of them have been. It goes beyond just reading the how the defense plays you, but they do, again, an incredible job of playing to their player strengths. So that right there, Slauson was a pick-and-pop guy, was player of the year in the SoCon, and previously the guy who set the screen rolled to the basket. They hit him with a pocket pass. He finished with a dunk. But what made them was so dangerous was they did have that ability to space you with that stretch four, and that gave them like an extra tool in their toolkit of Princeton that made them, I think, even more dangerous. No doubt, because now you you have to pick how you want to play this action, and we've got we don't have to roll this guy all the time. If you want to play, does it get two on the ball? We can throw back, and you know what I mean. Like it's it it's that versatility that I spoke of at the beginning that. They've weaponized by making, you know, taking some of these concepts and bending the rules with them. A quick timeout is presented by Huddle, the market leader in video-based analysis solutions for basketball teams around the world. Huddle continues to make advancements to their suites of performance analysis solutions. Tools you know like sports code are enhanced by their industry-leading tech like Huddle Focus, an AI-powered smart camera that's built to integrate into sports code right out of the box captures and uploads videos automatically from any gym. Head over to huddle.com slash a quick timeout to get a peek at all they're bringing to the hardwood for every level of the game this season. This kind of builds on it. The next one that I want to show them, the the point series out of the Princeton offense. Here you're going to just see a team who kind of like, one thing I, I always talk about with coaches when I when I help them sort of wrap their head around Princeton is know your shapes. You know, what does chin look like? It looks like two guards, two forwards, a post at the free throw line on one of the elbows, right? What does low post look like? We got a wing, a, lo- a post, a point, a, sl- a, a stretch, and a corner, right? Like, so in point, you, what you're going to see in these clips is a team just sort of like finding that shape, getting a guy to, getting a guy to the elbow and the pinch post area, and then, and then playing out of it. When they do enter into the elbow, there's options for the passer then that sort of unlocks what happens next. They're either going to go point over, which are, excuse me, which you see here, and might go screen away, which you'll see a little bit later. But they just run a split in the corner off of the elbow entry. So see him just sort of find the shape. Here, I'll get in the pinch post. Hit me, you know. And, and you see the guy tell him, "You get on that side." They know the shape. Then they can just play off the action. Yeah. So there's a split in the corner. He rejects it, and you and you play back to the pop man. Chase your pass into a, into a screening roll. By over, we mean cutting over the pinch post. So if we're in point and we and we we can't enter it to the pinch post, the guy can just step off the pinch post and ball screen for me. And we're basically in spread ball screen. And here you see a nice, hard, aggressive roll that breaks the defense. And number three there with his back to us. Um, his man tags and he he fills into the taillights of it and, and makes them pay for tagging. 
great coaching, great design. The defense is doing something they're coached to do, and we punish them for it. Okay, so here's point screen away. So it's like the name after point comes from what the passer does after they enter the pinch. Does that make sense? So if it's point over, we cut over him, getting a split in the corner. If it's point away, we enter it to the pinch and screen away from the ball with the guy in the stretch. There's a reject. The reject cut takes two to the takes two defenders with it. Pop is wide open. So one to the rim, one to the pop, point away. He slips it. That the slip drew in the help defender, so the, the guy in the pinch skips it. And they're very good at getting to those just really instinctively. Like if something's taken away, they don't hesitate or they don't leave the X's and O's. It just they they just instinctively get to the counter. All right, let me go to the third one here just for, sure. for time's sake here. But the chin to point over. Again, you're going to see some things in here that a Princeton purist might say is not technically chin because there's no guard-to-guard pass, but he just back screens for him. And it really doesn't matter, right? Like, call it name, the name, whatever. Like, you're, you're hung up on the wrong things if you're worried about that. So we get it to the pinch off the back screen and go over, curl, curl scores. So chin right into point when we enter the pinch. And then he goes over, corner split, curls the screen. We find the, the cutter. If we, if we didn't hit the cutter, we could hit the pop man and, and chase it into a, a, a ball screen. Yeah, we can go hand back right there off of the off of the point over to the and now we've got two on the ball. There's a great shooter we've thrown it back to, right? Created a three v two. Oh, there's a great concept. Yes. Let's let's talk about that. This is this is a great concept. So now they've created the three v two when they throw it back. The guy on the top of the, the two defenders over here does exactly what he's coached to do in a pick and pop situation. We got a stunt. They counter that by cutting the stunt, by cutting that player that's that his man stunted and punish a team for doing exactly what they're coached to do. All right. So let me leave the videos at that and, and let me come back okay. and just ask some general questions here sure. because you've worked with coaches who've done this. I didn't ask you beforehand. Did you do much Princeton stuff when you were coaching? Um, some of the stuff that you see in their five out stuff I did. Okay. Um, and, and again, Randy has several videos for five out as well. And like we yeah. said, they've done a great job of blending the two together. And you saw even from the three videos that we picked, the blending of just the chin and then the point. And then they're just playing in the half court. We he, Randy broke them down into individual parts, but probably usually safe to say they do about all of them within a, a possession if, sure. if nothing is connects. there. Whatever. Yeah, they, they all just connect to each other. And that's where I want to go to next. So you've got a coach who wants to start doing this or wants mm -hmm. to better teach it. Where do you start when it comes to teaching all this? Just simply because there's a lot of things. And as we all know, the more if-thens you start giving to players, especially brand new that have no concept of yeah the concepts that you're trying to introduce, if they're all brand new, it doesn't go very well. Two things come to mind. For me, when I get asked that question about any offense, my answer is always transition offense. First, before we talk about our offense, we got to talk about how we're going to get into our offense. So that would be one starting point. Um, but let, I think the spirit of your question might be more specifically to the half-court offense. Where do you start? I would say for a coach, and then ergo his or her players, we've got to know our shapes what they all look like like what is what does low post look like what does point 
What, where are the five players on the court when it's when it's this thing called point? Where are they when it's this thing called low post? Where are they when it's chin? Where are they when it's open, which is another word for five out, you know, point, wing, wing, corner, corner is open, or some coaches call that different stuff, but it's basically five out. So it starts with sort of knowing that. And if, and from that shape, what are our actions and triggers? So if you know your shape, a trigger is a pass or a cut or a screen or something like that. Um, You know, oftentimes it's a pass um, or then you can start to connect. Okay, we've run through that. Now this sort of design leads us to another shape, and we're in. We've we've sort of morphed into the low from low post to point to open back to point or something like that, right? So um, it's really about knowing those shapes, and if we can just find a familiar shape, we know what to do. And then it's about knowing the triggers. The guy with the ball is the decision maker. You know, he passes it and we're reacting to him or her. Do they cut over? Do they cut screen away? Like, so it's like you shape, then a pass oftentimes, and then a trigger. I would assume that you typically, do you go all five or is it typically like three or is it four man to start out with? I like to do that in, in twos and threes for repping them and executing them in twos and threes most of the time they're they're at most three player pass like in the, in the way Furman runs it they'll oftentimes make a, a side top side reversal screen away so that's three players a passer a screener and a cutter you know you can rep that with three players or you you get you get you want to work on your corner split so you got a guy in the pinch a guy with a ball on the point spot enter it into the pinch and we just go go get in a corner split for to sort of break down point over for example to work on reject pop follow so like just taking the, those little microcosms of it in three player groups is a great way to just play with the, the the ideas and the triggers for coaches that have no no basis for the the system they don't know the system as a whole is there almost like a beginner's like we only do point over chin and away or like yeah. what what are there right. some no, that's a basic- great question what you see sometimes like with younger team, like maybe a guy's a, a varsity head coach or, or a, a, a female or male coach coaching varsity team, they maybe they kind of have the full package at their varsity level. But like with their younger teams, JV, ninth grade, they only run point or only run chin or something like that just to to keep the teaching menu down on those teams. Um, so, you know, I think that. I would probably start with either the five out or the chin. That's just me. But I mean, someone else would tell you differently. I've seen teams like it's our first year in Princeton. We only ran chin. I think, I think there's a lot of ways you could do, but I think you're the spirit of your question again was where is the kind of a, where, what's a way to regress it. If it feels like a lot, we'll just take one of those phases and, and, and focus on that, like playing, you know, off the pinch post and just running points. Some great teams, like uh, a team I did a lot of videos on, Nebraska Wesleyan is a defensive, or I'm sorry, a Division three contender and a very good program at that level. And they they run almost exclusively point. At least the last time I checked in on them, they did. So so um, it can be done that way. Again, know your shapes and triggers and 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 just play out of them. Yeah. You mentioned Nebraska Wesleyan, and you have other Princeton offense videos Uh, why don't you tell them about because you're consolidating everything into one place and making it easier for people to find this stuff 
not only tell them where to find them, but also what to look for if they're interested in this. Okay, great question. I would say if you're interested in point series, check out that playlist on Nebraska Wesleyan on my YouTube channel because that that's going to give you hours to watch of point over and this specific entry, whether it was a guard-to-guard pass or a brush cut or whatever, like very specific, tightly defined topics on each of those short videos. Like, So if you're interested in point, go there. I'd say the whole package, uh, maybe um, some of my videos on the Stanford women's team. They, they, ran, um, they ran through a lot of it. They do some things a little unique from traditional Princeton as well, but, but a lot of traditional Princeton there as well. I've got some videos on the Richmond Spiders, and then these Furman videos might be where I would point someone who's like, you know, I want a, a hybrid or a, a five-out-ish hybrid, just sort of like a more modernish take on it. I'd point you there to Richmond or the Furman videos. For someone who's like, no, man, I'm old school, Pete Carrill. I want to do it that way. I've got maybe one or two videos on Holy Cross from a couple of years ago where their coach was is from the their former coach being from the Pete Carrill literally coaching tree. So they run it in a very traditional manner. So there's there's a spectrum on the on my YouTube channel that you could explore. <laughs> Thanks to everybody who joined us this week live. If you missed any part of the show, you can go back and watch or listen. Just search on YouTube Hoops Forum or Radius Athletics, and there you'll find the full interview. Or you can go to any podcast platform and search a quick timeout. For Randy Sherman, I'm Tony Miller. We'll talk to you again next time on Hoops Forum.